Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today I'm joined by two special guests, Roxy Andrews and Ginger Minge. Get ready, because today we'll be talking about sisterly scandals, drag tips, and pageants. Hi everyone, it's Trinity the Tuck and I'm here with some of my sisters. Thank you so much for listening in and I'm going to let these ladies introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Ginger Minge and I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) I'm Roxy Andrews and I'm here to make it clear. Yes! Yes! I was hoping you would say that. (laughs) If I don't say it anywhere, they get so mad. (laughs) I kind of know like half the verse. I don't know the whole thing, but don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I was only there for half the season. Oh, so. Lord. All right. <laughs> well, um, we have some amazing topics that we're going to talk about, some some fun ones. Uh, the first one is going to be sisterly scandals. Sisterly scandals. Oh, my God. Uh, where we talk about things that are happening with our Drag Race alumni and people attached to Drag Race. Um, then we're going to talk about drag tips. Some things that you might can suggest tips. to our li- tips. Just the tips. Just the tips. <laughs> Helping the, the girls out. Tips. Helping the new girls out. We're not even just the new girls. And the girls, old school. Some, some of these girls <laughs> need some help. They need a tip. I'm <laughs> right here. I'm literally right here. <laughs> um, definitely some pageant talk. I mean, this is three pageant girls. This is the perfect opportunity. There's the perfect mix of pageant girls. And we have some tea for you today because we have Roxy and she oh, is Lord. going to definitely make it clear. She said, fuck a pageant. <laughs> fuck a pageant. And then to end the whole thing, we're going to end on a fun note. We're going to play a little guessing game. Are we? Yeah. What's the prize? Um, <laughs> a Casper mattress. <laughs> I actually oh, didn't get a Casper. One of my prizes from season nine was a Casper mattress. Did you get it? I did. Oh, I'm still waiting on my prize. We should give away those tucking oh. panties. I oh, oh. The Kamora. Are they has, used? I have, you can get more money if they're used. I have tucking panties, used and unused. <laughs> so whoever wins is going to get one today. <laughs> you, you, oh, Lord. you get to choose. Do you want the one used or unused? <laughs> residue or no residue? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so... Oh, no, um, you better residue. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and just dive in this. Um, the sisterly scandals. Roxy, you brought up this this specific one that you wanted to talk about. So I'm gonna let you start off the conversation with our first sisterly scandal. That was the bus that <laughs> that's just drove right over you. Girl. Why the bus jokes already? <laughs> oh my wow! God. She threw you under the bus already. So Roxy, this is what you specifically. I got dropped off at the bus stop and ran over by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> just what's the tea? Yeah, Ginger's driving the bus. I'm pulling up my receipts. I can't see that. Okay, so the first thing we're gonna talk about sisterly scandal is uh, Tatiana. I know Tatiana's been going through a lot and uh, I'm sure everyone has heard about the whole getting arrested from Ooh. TMZ dun, 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 dun. did you see this, the mug shot I did think she looked gorgeous the mug? The co- well she started selling merch because of it and it's like <laughs> genius genius that's genius. smart that's so smart but um, the actual mug shot I thought was beautiful and I was like how did she get to stay in drag they, did they think she was a woman <laughs> like oh no I'm sure she definitely they thought they didn't think she was they at least make you take your wig off I've heard did I've it? never been have you been arrested I've, I've never been arrested I one. have not been arrested I, you were arrested I'm the only felon here okay um, <laughs> yeah. well, one more trees I, I, I got handcuffed when I was 16 years old for stealing a traffic cone um, from the parking lot of a Taco Bell 
in what, Leesburg, Florida. What were you doing with that cone? I don't know. Here we go. Off subject already. (laughs) Off subject already. No, but TMZ reported that, uh, I read the report, and it says that Tatiana released a statement saying that she was fine and it was a dumb situation and that she wished it didn't happen, but shit happens and people make mistakes. And um, Which is true. I heard, besides this, I heard it was just her walking through a back way that she wasn't supposed to, and then they... I think there's more to the story. I mean, surprise, a gay walking in the back door. <laughs> walking in the back door. That's basically all it says, that why she got arrested. Um, I don't know. Was she full? Was she... Oh, girl. She, as you, know, you know her. You, <laughs> At was... what time of the morning was this? <laughs> it says 5.34 a.m. Wow. It was when she was arrested? When they posted this. So it was probably like late in the night or so early it was morning. Probably, I, I would assume lately. To like right around closing time, if she's still walking into the bar, there's obviously still people there. So, well, why was she around back? That's I don't. She was probably going to another bar. Smoking. Yeah, she's probably smoking, going to another bar, and she's like, "Well, let me go in the back way because I'm already here." And that's when shit got. And didn't it also say something that she had been in conversation with the person she followed into? Yeah, the, yeah. She took, the they, they asked to do a selfie with her, I think, and so. She did the selfie, and then he went in the back door, and she followed him, and he he told her no, and then he called the cops. I think, unless I'm misunderstood. But... Okay, wait, but it gets better. Oh, God. So now, the new thing is, is that after this, it, it, somebody wrote a post that Riley Hunty on Facebook, they said, Tatiana, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Tatiana is the most unprofessional rude girl I have ever worked with. I will never work with her again. She got blackout drunk halfway through the show, continuously attacked, demeaned, and made fun of other entertainers in the dressing room. Then when the party was over, she began to call the manager, Ink and Ivy, a dumb bitch and a dumb N-word. When when Ridley uh, tried to get her to pack her stuff up, head back to the hotel to defuse the situation, she screamed in her face to not talk. Over her while she was talking, and I could attest that's so out of that's, Tatiana's verbal uh, dictionary. Wow. <laughs> Do not talk to me. Yeah. Started getting in the face when uh, they were breaking them up. Chased Ridley back to the dressing room, continuing to try and get her to fight with her. Screaming in everyone's faces, knocking over chairs. We finally got the situation defused with security. Once getting her finally outside, Tatiana then pulls her dick out and says, suck my clip to the <laughs> bar manager. We are trying to get her into the car, and she continues to call people names and called me ugly. So I called the cops with the help of Greenville County. She was can you, escorted can you back for just one second. <laughs> yes. Can you please reread the part that said and call me ugly, but use the the <laughs> punctuation that is there because that's the best part of the entire post. Continues to call everyone names and called me ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point question mark. I don't know what this girl looks like. Uh, well, I so, don't either, but it's like oh, that was the tip. Like how point. dare she? <laughs> well, apparently ugly. <laughs> she looks ugly. <laughs> so I called the cops. With help of the Greenfield County, she was escorted back to her hotel where she refused to go in, called the police officers' names, and that's where we were asked to leave. So I guess we will find out in the morning if she's booked again. Oh, they meant, like, arrested. Booked. Hashtag booked again. Or or booked there ever again. Booked and blessed. Booked and blessed. We'll never work with her again and encourage others to look for more professional, sober entertainers. Okay, now what do we think? There's a lot to talk about here, but first... I just have to say that the way that the post is written makes it sound like she did this, she did that, and it was fine. But the bitch called me ugly, so I called the cop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know what's what's really funny is she got arrested for going in a back door, and then this one, she's like causing all this commotion, and they 
they don't really arrest her. She didn't get... Right. She got booked. That's a different place, too. I mean, like, different cops, different... Well, if she was also the guest, I don't think they're going to call the... uh, One of us at a booking, I don't think they're going to call the cops on us. They're going to try to defuse it and get rid of us. Yeah, that's crazy. But I will say this. Tatiana's my sister, and I love her. But um, everything that is said from this third person, it's completely something I've heard Tatiana say. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it's just the way she talks. And I love her. the sucker clip. She's just that girl. Like, she'll come up and be like, bitch, are we making out? Then get the fuck out of my face. Like, that's Tatiana. But I wonder what made her get to this. There's always three sides to the story. So I don't know if she was full or maybe they were being too much with her. Like, Of course she was full. Is being... that a question? <laughs> I mean, I, I've worked with Tatiana a couple of times. Um, I really like her. I think she's a cool girl. But the bitch loves the boo. A good old cocktail. A, she li- does. a little cocktail. <laughs> she absolutely does. Um... Some of the most interesting, fun nights of my life were when we were doing the All-Stars 2. <laughs> yes, uh, like That press week in New York. And Miss Thang would get full. She, we'd see her the next day at noon. We had... it. Oh, oh. Oh, you got somebody. No, we got nation. new drama. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, but we were doing the, the whole week-long press junket thing in New York City. And we would end at like 6 p.m. We'd see her the next day at almost noon. Oh, yeah. In the same outfit, the same wig, the same drag, the same makeup. Well, what was left of it? Did she have a beard? Just full as a tick, girl. Just running around town. Her thing is, we're going to make bad decisions. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm drunk and we're going to make bad decisions. I'm like, I'm sober and I'm going to bed. Well, girl, (laughs) in the words of Tatiana... Choices. Choices. <laughs> that's what we're going to say. But I, I I hope it all works out. I don't know if it's a... I hope it's not like a downward spiral because it always starts with something and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But um, I haven't reached out to her. But um, I hope it's not a downward spiral. We're still awaiting comments. Uh, we're still awaiting to hear from Tatiana. <laughs> um, I will say yes. Uh, we've all spent time around her. We know that she does get full and she does like to have a good time sometimes at the expense of others. Yeah. But... I've also never known her to jump from zero to 60 that quickly. No, that's why I said it, there, it, it was something, something else that happened that's not being told in that. Because there's three sides. Like, yeah. did they say something to upset her? Because she's, I've ne- no, I know Tatiana, she's never been the one to just start it. Exactly. Like, somebody gave her a dirty look. She'll finish it. Or, yeah, she'll finish it and make it known that she's in the right. But she she won't start it. So something happened that upset her. Yeah. Well, this is like a little off topic because it's it's not as relevant anymore but when we were in um the uk for drag world she had her money stolen wasn't it it was her right yeah like thousands and all of her money for her merch everything because she got tipsy and gave her money to her assistant who was also getting tipsy and uh misplaced it or something and somebody to me right there is somebody else it's your fault like i will never leave my money and i don't drink so i i guess i have a more clear mind than that but I just, money is one thing. It's business. So oh, well, I do drink, and I drink too much sometimes. You should pay somebody to hold your money. But I was there. I was there that night. I was, yeah. I was we, in the You were the in the lobby. lobby? We were sitting there, and, and we were having a good time. Um, but I, I also typically can tell when I've had enough and it's time to put myself to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to be the one that makes the really bad decisions that oh, everybody's yeah. talking about mm-hmm. the next day. So, uh, my husband and I excused ourselves and we went to bed and then not even 45 minutes later, we're getting frantic text messages asking us if we've seen Tatiana's money or if we see, if we've seen Tatiana at this point, 
I said, no, last time I saw her, she was bawling out some guy at the bar and trying to put him in a taxi to go home because she was sick of his shit. Oh, no. Well, I just, why would you bring all that money with you? You're you're in the hotel. Go put it in your room. I would definitely suggest to someone if you, I don't do dry cons and stuff like that, but if I did, it would be, somebody would be hired to be taking care of the money because if you want to party and have a good time, you've got to make sure that you're going to have your coins that you worked hard for. I definitely need to write that down. We need to talk about why you don't do... You don't do merch. You don't do... The reason I don't do drag con, and it's nothing against anybody, any other drag queens that from Drag Race that do it, because it's a great money opportunity. I just... Oh, and this is good tea. Ooh, to, yeah, we need tea. a noise effect right here. So they finally now... I'm getting the emails. So I still get the emails, and I never reply. That we are getting paid some kind of money, and now getting the booths taken care of, and flights. I, I know London... DragCon is starting this year, and they offered, I think it was like $3,000 plus your booth and stuff. Now I would consider it. Because to me, DragCon, it was like, you guys should take care of us because we're presenting. It wouldn't be DragCon without us. They right. come to see us. the Drag Race girls. Yeah. So on a business aspect, back to that, is pay me to be there. I'm not going to pay for a booth. I'm going to make money off of my merch. I'd rather give you a percentage of my merch then have to pay for my booth, my flight, my hotel, and all. You guys should take care of that for me to make you money at DragCon. You know what I mean? I totally agree. I, I, I definitely think that they are eventually going to... Well, they're doing it now. Well, they're going to have to because look at what's happened the last two DragCons. Been, the numbers of the, the girls attending have been, have been way lower. Like, uh, DragCon New York, there was hardly any... And I said that winners. from the first one because it was... You can't have this without us. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to boycott it, even if I'm by myself, until it's right. And you guys should fly us out. You guys have the money. You're making buku hundreds of thousands of dollars, if I'm guessing. But oh, you way, have to, probably you way have more to. than that. Yeah, way more than that. And to not take care of your girls that are actually putting this on is crazy. Because I, Elvira, all those Comic Cons and all that, they get flown and paid to be there. Yeah. And they are selling merch and stuff. So why not do that for us? Well, I'm done it. A few other conventions that aren't necessarily drag related. Don't you get paid and at drag, they, uh, the UK? Well, drag world UK, about? yes. I've you see? been very blessed. He's brought me out there three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, he's putting together my Christmas tour this year in the UK. Like That's he's so always treated me very, very, very kindly, um, and I'm very grateful for Nathan. Uh, but I've also been a part of several other conventions that aren't necessarily drag. Uh, don't don't necessarily have the emphasis on drag. And uh, they have always flown me out with an assistant, put me up, transported. At the end me of the day, we're forth, really queens, so why not take care there. of us as a queen? I shouldn't be doing this. Now I'll pay for my assistants and my backdrops and my merch and all that. I'll pay for that, but take care of us. Like that's why I've never done it. So that's your answer. Like I just I've never. What about merch? Why don't you do merch? I've done merch. I just, it's such a hassle. I already travel with my bags and I'm just like, and girl, I get the bags for free on Delta and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. I just, I've never been one to please buy my t-shirt. Please buy my coffee mug. And it's a great investment. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, it's never been a big fancy. I mean, same with music. I'm like, everybody does music. And everybody's like, oh, well, after I'm Roxy Andrews here to make clear that like, you have to make a song. You have to make, I'm not that girl. Yeah. So I just kind of stick to my lane, even if it's kind of basic sometimes, I just stick to it. But I am that girl, and I have a whole new line of merch coming out. Yes, she does. (laughs) Gingerminge.com, and then also I have a new album coming out after the first of the year, so 
by that. But you're great at that. You're great at singing. I just feel like for me, I was like, I'm not going to make pretend to be a singer. Like, I oh, can't well, girl, I can't sing to save my life. I don't even think auto-tune can save <laughs> me. But no, I, you did some good challenges. But I mean, whatever. I, I'll, I'll still do it just because it's fun. And I like to do funny, funny mm-hmm. songs and... Um, it's content for your fans. That's, yeah. the, that's the biggest reason why I do it. I can see why you don't, because you're you're definitely like the pageant girl. <laughs> like you don't want to show any kind of like flaws. You're, you're like literally perfect on stage every time I see you. And I also hate my voice, like listening to it. So like when I listen to the podcast, I'll be like, you sound like an idiot. But it's I don't know. I just I've always stayed in my lane. Well. This lane has gotten to be four lanes now. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's downtown Orlando. <laughs> okay, let's talk about another scandal. Oh, God, what, what's the next one? Tyra Sanchez put out a statement. Well, so this is kind of in relation to Tatiana. I mean, mm-hmm. like loosely related here. Uh, somebody on Reddit said, and for those of you who do not know, I am obsessed with Reddit. I have been a Reddit lurker since before I was on Drag Race. And nothing has changed. It's been all of my free time lurking every sub on Reddit. Um, but somebody had said that this, both of these things happened to Tatiana because Tyra made it right with the world and she apologized. So, oh, um, no. So everything is coming back to Tatiana, like, twofold. What, why would it, what, what is their correlation of why, why would it go to Tatiana? Because well, they, they had that rival from their season. Fighting. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, girl. I, you know the why, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> what was that scene? Uh, I'm not talk- why why are are you you talking. talking? <laughs> why are you talking? Why are you talking? Right. They have that whole beef. So. You can speak when I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. So wow. they then they it was like kind of like Fifi and Sharon of their season. Yeah. They didn't like each other. I I followed the 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 Tyra fiasco for the past couple of years when like she's she's like slowly like went to more extreme to more extreme until like where it all imploded to her like saying that she's gonna blow up Dragon. That was a little, and then after, come, being from Orlando, and it was like after Pulse and all that, I was like, "Why go there? Where is she mentally?" And Tyra is like one of my babies, like because she used to do the talent contest at Pulse, and I hosted it, and then she got on the show called RuPaul's Drag Race. It was only the second season, so not a lot of people knew about it, and it was like, "Oh my god, she's going to be this huge star!" I remember asking her how much are you going to get paid, how much you're going to ask to get paid, and she's like a thousand dollars, and I was like, "Whoa, unheard of!" And for drag, <laughs> and um. Yeah, I was just so proud of her. And then to see her progression, it was like, okay, well, now she's taking boys everywhere she goes, taking care of boys. And then she got really, arrested. Yeah, she was like buying them things and stuff. And then, you well, know, just using... Like somebody else in the we, right now, but we, we, we ain't bringing that up. We're not time. bringing it up this yeah. one in the next podcast. Um, but, you know, she... And it's it happens, and it's nothing against her. You know, you, you, you're on the road all the time, and you find a boy who, who is supposedly interested in you. And they might be, but they also want things as well. And you want to take care of them. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty of it. Right. Everybody, yeah. every one of us has, has has spoiled a boy that we've been talking to. It's just, it comes <laughs> with the territory. I married mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so did Trinity. I'm the only single one, by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we've all been guilty of it. But then she got arrested for the weed that she had. She had got pulled over. Uh, I think this was like a couple years back. She got pulled over in Atlanta for having possession of weed. And it's like... She the, was the first Drag Race girl on TMZ. On TMZ, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the mugshot's lovely, too. But um, she got arrested for the weed. I think ever since after she got arrested for the weed is when the things started really getting, you know, snow... Or what is snowballing. it? Snowballing? Yeah, yeah snowballing. Sequence. This is going to happen all the time. Sequence. I don't know my words. But 
um, it started snowballing after that, and I think it and it led to that. So, but okay, so what what you said she released a statement. What was the statement? The statement was just basically her saying that you know she hasn't really spoken to media and deleted her like Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, and and um, she released saying that you know she had mental problems, mental health problems, and she needed to just get away from all of it and regroup. And figured out that she apologized basically for everything she did because she was in a bad state of mind. And she felt like what she was doing was attacking everyone for what she was going through. Right. You know, it's a really long statement or I'd read it, but it's just like basically apologizing for the whole bombing quote right. thing for DragCon and acting the way she did to the other girls and, mm-hmm. and the, the venues and all that stuff. I'm going to read one excerpt from it. Okay, do it. It says, okay, many, this might not be the best one of the whole thing, so read the whole thing, but it says, many times I expressed myself without thinking through. I reacted out of fear and with anger, neglecting the fact that I was wrong. I unleashed anger upon anyone who crossed me, making them pay for old and new because I thought it made me feel better. I had taken the term, don't come for me, to a whole nother level. I responded and expressed myself in ways that were misunderstood and offensive to some. I was angry, hurt, and lost. Wow. Which, you know, that's very relatable. It's very grown. I know Tyra. So it's yeah. like, it was so grown up of her. But I'm wondering if, are you really there? Because it's always work, bitch. I, we all deal with this. I, yeah. I, I completely understand what some of the things that she did. And I can relate to it. But is it really, you're not healed in a day. No, you still have some of that in you and you'll carry that throughout the rest of your life. That's the thing is like everybody has baggage. It's Mm -hmm. it's how you handle it that uh, makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Mental illness, especially in the United States, is a huge problem. Huge. And um, I don't know, you know, I'm not a doctor and so I don't know what her condition would be. But, you know, people with uh, a bipolar disorder, I had I used to have a roommate that had bipolar disorder and. And it's most it, people don't know they have it. Yeah, and it really, really affected her a lot, especially when she wasn't, she didn't have access to her medication. Like she literally would go three sixty. Yeah, and so um, it, she and Tyra's been through a lot in her life that you know she probably has not always had the best people around her to help guide her. So um, I feel bad for her. You know, I hope that this is a turning point for her for real. I do believe in forgiveness, and I hope that. People can um, take this word, if she's going to take this seriously. Do you think that people should just forgive her and move forward? I don't think... Or do you think that... I think think everybody, if if they are trying their best to be genuine and sincere about an apology, I think that we owe them the benefit of the doubt. But we also know the fans of Drag Race. No, I know that. I know. (laughs) You know, she can release a statement like that, and the first thing they're going to say is, Girl, please. She needs money. She's broke, and she needs uh, she needs to apologize. She was informed to apologize, and all that. That's how they do. They don't ever really believe us when we say things. But I will also say that on the opposite side of that, I could sit here and say the same exact thing. Girl, she's not really apologizing. But we know her, and we've met her, and we know how she functions. She would double down before she would apologize. She would double down on the hatred and the fuck yeah. you. And Even all if she that. didn't feel that way, just because she yeah. got pride. Yeah. Right. She I think she typically would be way too proud to make an apology like that if there wasn't some ounce of truth to it. Yeah. I think she was so young when she won and so many people were Team Raven. Yeah. That it I made, think she that fucked her. Yeah. And I don't think 
I think that she read all the comments and she read all the, what's the website? The Reddits yeah. and the Twitters and all that when the show was blowing up and it really affected her where she never felt like a true winner because she felt like everybody wanted Raven to win. Right. Where, you know, a lot of people did enjoy Tyra. I thought Tyra was a great I thought oh, she was the competitor. She was I thought good. she was yeah. the winner as well. Obviously. And I'm Raven's biggest fan. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Raven fan. But I felt like in that season, in that episode... We're also pageant that, girls, though. We, yeah, we, we are. We sit there and we can go, okay, well, tally up the scores. She won. Yeah, it was, it was just very that for me. And I feel like she read all those comments and it just, she never felt like a true winner. And she was always in a corner swinging. Yeah. You know? Well, I hope um, this is definitely a good turning point for her. I hope that she. I do too. She's so fucking talented. So talented. Oh my God. She's so talented. I remember the the reunion episode for her her season. And she Mm -hmm. came out there in that that big silhouette Mm -hmm. and that hair quaffed. She was just so stunning. It it literally took my breath away. Like, that's how she can wear a teaspoon of makeup. Yeah. And look drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Like, moisturizer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> she was a little liquid liner. She always looks so stunning. And uh, uh, like, yeah, I just wanted to work for her. I wanted her to just forget all the drama and just do your job. Yeah. Your fans want to see you because she has so many fans. Yeah. Just don't lose those fans by doing stupid stuff. I mean, she could definitely take this as an opportunity to like turn it all around and just be exposure for her to, to like you said before, um, you know, all publicity is good publicity, mm-hmm. and if she can really use this to, to change herself, yep. um, I think that the fan base will get behind her. But she's also got to make sure that she's in the mental state to move forward, because once you're uh, inviting yourself back into this lifestyle, you're also inviting all of the negativity back in. Yeah, you are, and you got to know how to, to be. Okay. You got to know how to just block it away. Yeah, and I want people to take a chance and book her. I've been asked if they should book Tyra. Like people have asked me from bars, well. You know, Tyra wants to work. Should we book her? Take a chance. Give her the opportunity, I feel, and see how it goes. And if you want to book her again, book her again. If you don't, you don't. But I think she needs us as well. Yeah. She needs help. She needs a hug. Yeah, I think so. So we should hug her. Oh, that's so sweet. See, I really am sweet, guys. <laughs> it's all a friend. <laughs> but I've struggled with mental health my entire life. I don't have bipolar disorder, but I have chronic clinical depression, which is very similar. And... Because of the way that healthcare is set up in America, um, once I aged out of being on my father's insurance, which was the one like nice thing he ever did for me was keep me on his insurance as long as he could, um, I was suddenly left to fend for myself. Mm. I've been off of my medication for years and years because I can't afford it. I can't go out of pocket for over $1,000 a month. And it's something that I've had to really retrain the way that I deal with things um, just to make sure I don't spiral into a really dark place. And there are some times where I can feel myself just slipping down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's scary. It's really scary. So Didn't you I post can... something the other day about fans or something? Mm-hmm. I thought you posted something. Uh, uh... Oh, no. What I posted yesterday was I, if... You oh. screenshotted a comment or something. A oh, D- yeah. DM. Oh, I saw I that. I love fan mail. <laughs> yeah, I love fan it mail. That's what it was. It was like, you're like the face of diabetes, you fat whore, just kill yourself. See, no. Wow, the face of diabetes, that's a good joke. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the rest of it was horrible and really mean, and they should really rethink their decisions. Yeah, but. well, that kind of stuff doesn't typically bother me. Um, it was just that one struck me as funny because, of course, you know, it's on Instagram 
and I was going through my uh, my unread messages, <laughs> right. which I never go through. I do it that. at the airport. Yeah, I was like, I'm just scrolling through, and then that one popped out at me, and I was like, I click on it, and of course it says follow back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, if I'm the face of diabetes and you don't like me, <laughs> why you want me to follow you back so bad? That's the thing. These fans are insane. Let me tell you. I will read comments. I know you, we're not supposed to, but... Bitch, I never do. I do. I, I, I like it. Because, one, one I I like to uh, converse with my fans. Me too. But um, you, you definitely... But you converse by just posting and, and saying yeah, things. Yeah, but I, I want it to sometimes... Not always, but sometimes to be a little bit more personable... Like if somebody is, I get that. You know, you just want to yeah. reach out and uh, you know, whenever you can, make them feel special. Yeah, like make retweet them feel something. Special. Yeah, yeah, because um, well, they are special. Yeah, I mean, they're. I'm so grateful that these people are invested in me and what I do and and what my life is. So I I think that it's cool to take a couple seconds out and just be like, hey, girl, I see you love the picture of your dog. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing it with me. Yeah, you know, I love dogs too. Uh, or I'm a big fan of coffee, so you're telling me which Keurig K-Cup I should go buy. <laughs> um, and I love those things. I think that's really fun. But occasionally, you do get... I used, to delete, I used to delete, after season five, I would delete and block every hateful comment. What do you do now? I don't even read comments. Oh. It, you know how they're right after Drag Race, they tell us, don't read the comments, don't read the comments, don't the go on Reddit. I still have never gone on Reddit, ever. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I just, all of a sudden, finally... Like, right before All-Stars 2, I stopped reading the comments. I was like, good or bad, the people that I follow, when Instagram did that, where it's like the, the comments you see are the people that you follow, I read those, and if I don't see it, I'm not clicking to see the hundreds of comments, because it'd be like, oh, um, bus stop, or, or uh, fat bitch, or jinx is the winner, or all that stuff. I was like, well, I'm not going to see that. It's going to only depress me. Right. Yeah. Because they say things below the belt. Like, right. they, yeah. stupid shit. They like, go die, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like... Oh, I I was the Roxy Andrews of... <laughs> what I meant was my body was perfect and my dress was <laughs> No. <laughs> <You're so good. laughs> no, I, I was getting death threats every day. It's just... New tattoos. New tattoo lotion. Um, but I was getting death threats every day, and I was doing the same thing. I was reading every single one, and I was falling into a really, really dark, dark place, place because of it. And uh, I had to just suddenly, like, once I made the mental switch to stop focusing on the negative, I realized that that accounted for about 5% of the comments I was getting. Mm -hmm. And everything else was so positive and so lovely. And I thought you should have won. I think you're beautiful. You Mm -hmm. give me hope. I'm I'm fat and I've never felt attractive. And you Mm -hmm. make me feel like I can conquer the world. And I was like, well, that's really why we do what we do. It's because we do affect people in such a positive way. So why bother with the few who are going to say really negative things? Why am I going to allow that to ruin the entire experience for me? Right. Yeah, I, I've been pretty fortunate where I have gotten a lot of praise. I mean, I grow, I still get a ton of people like, your, your face is fucked. You know, they always mm-hmm. make the plastic surgery jokes. Which is fine. I apologized. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, the thing is, it's like, I knew, I knew once I, I mean, obviously you can tell by looking at me, I've had work done, but I, I do make it a point to joke at myself for having, I'm, I'm huge about self-deprecating jokes and, Mm -hmm. um, about having, you know, illegal. Make fun of yourself before somebody else can. and, And so that definitely opens the door for fans to make fun of you. And sometimes they, it's not a joke what they say. They, they're saying <laughs> oh, it to no. be mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, since All Stars 4, um, I've been fortunate that a lot of people were rooting for me. But one thing I don't like is 
they're like really after Monet. And like that's when it's not her fault. It's not either of our fault that mm-hmm. that it was a tie, that that the show's decision. The whole thing with that for me was that I felt like one of you, regardless of who it was, should have had your reign. Right. And then that's what I, t- I, I told... Me and, me and Monet have had this conversation in private before. I think we both would have rather one or the other to have won the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have to be dealing with this. Because from now until forever, we will always be known as the tie season. That mm-hmm. it's, Fuck that. I would have taken a 10-way tie on All-Stars $100,000. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining about... we. I mean, I don't know about her, but I got my money. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with that. But my biggest qualm with the fan base is, is that a lot of people that support me definitely say, you were the only winner, and they make fun, and they do derogatory jokes about Monet that I don't... That doesn't sit well with me. Like, And it shouldn't. And, and if you're my fan, I don't want you to send another queen hate, especially... If you're Mm-mm. you're trying to do it to uplift me, I don't need you to to downgrade somebody else to make me feel better or or because it's not going to make you feel better. Yeah, no. it's not because she doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I th- I think the thing that is very different for us versus the fan base is that this is our everyday life. We live the experience and we know each other and we realize that whatever happens in the vacuum of RuPaul's Drag Race is in the spirit of competition. Sometimes competition is very ugly, but when it's done, it's done. Yeah. And we move on and we have great careers and we make lasting friendships. And for the most part, we all typically get along very well. Um, But it only exists as a season, as a standalone season to the fan base. Mm -hmm. They can only see it through the lens of the TV or the phone or whatever, however they're watching it. And so that is their reality. You know, perception is, is like the key to reality. Is that what they say? Uh, well, I don't know. You're not asking me, bitch. <laughs> I think that's some perce- wise old wisdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting a yes. <laughs> I need to talk to my grandma. So I'm going to get a <laughs> Um But no, it's like perception is nine tenths of reality. We'll just make that up right now. Hashtag perception is nine tenths of reality. Um, and it's however they perceive it. They don't understand that any problems that we've had with each other have been worked out and we've moved on from them probably before they ever saw us walk into the work for the first time. Well, you know... We're uh, always going to get into this, too. Every subject is going to bring us back to Drag Race and what we have to go through. That's what the fans want. It is, but it's just like everything always goes back to that. It's like, y'all, it's a reality television show. At the end of the day, we're all friends. We're all family. We're going to fight. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you still hate Jinx? I've never hated Jinx. And I'll tell people... I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'll tell people that all the time. Like, they'll... Still get a DM, and I'm like, where the fuck is this show playing where they're just seeing it? Like, it's been oh, nine like years. Nova Scotia or something. Yeah, nine years, and they're like, you treated Jinx like a fucking asshole, you bitch, die. And I'm like, are you serious? Nine years ago, y'all are still gonna write me a DM? I'm like, oh. wow. Well, oh, I'm still getting hate because of shit that I said to Violet and Pearl six years ago at this point. Yeah, it's stupid. The only thing I remember from your original season is eggs, eggs, eggs. Eggs, eggs, um, well, and also, like, it's not even a negative thing, but people have latched on to this Katya is my BFF thing, and it, <laughs> oh my God. it permeates every <laughs> inch of my being 
For like I from now until the end of eternity, I feel like. Are y'all really that close of friends? When so here's the tea. Um, during season seven, she and Kennedy and myself were extremely close. Rolaska talks. <laughs> well, pretty much. Uh, the better old lady brigade. <laughs> and we leaned on each other and we cried to each other and we smoked a lot of cigarettes and we really bonded that way. Yeah. So whenever we went into All Stars, yes, I knew every girl that was on the season. Yes, Roxy and I had known each other for years from Orlando. Mm-hmm. But within the the walls of RuPaul's Drag Race, the fabric walls. Oh of yes, RuPaul's the Drag brick Race, fabric. Um, Katia was the person that I related to the most. She was the one that I felt I knew the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I knew most intimately. I get them out. Your closest person there out of the 13 people you could choose from, that was the closest person. She was the closest to a best friend and a confidant that I had there. And she was there with me when my my relationship of 11 years kind of exploded. Um, I took the last little bit of money that I had and bought her a plane ticket from Boston to come and stay with me. When they announced the season 7 cast, we spent a whole week together. Like, we were very close. Yeah. So, when I referred to her as my BFF, just kind of off the, the cusp one day, uh, off the cusp, off the cuff one day, That's we'll edit that shit. My sequence. <laughs> um, but when I just referred to her off the cuff one day as my BFF, it stuck. And then all of a sudden, that clip started getting played in more and more episodes, and it became, like, this running joke. And I thought it was funny, but the fans really got upset because Trixie and Katya have built this comedy empire as a duo. And, you know, the fans are like, no, you can't be Ginger's best friend because you have to be Trixie's best friend. Yeah. First of all, a best friend is not a person. It's like a level of friendship that you achieve. We're all cool. And I, like... I always said she was my BFF. I never expected her to turn around and say, you know, you're my best friend too and we're filming movies and we're going to conquer the world. Yeah. But a lot of the fan base got very offended by it. Well, let, you know, let's... We have, we'll, uh, we'll revisit this a million fucking uh, uh, times. <laughs> so what about... Go ahead. Uh, Monet and Nina. Oh, girl. Monet and Nina and the view thing. How do you guys feel about that? Oh. Quickly. Okay, well, okay. Just to jump right into it. Um... That's a great opportunity. You know, going on The View, it, it gets you seen by a ton of people who probably would never sit down and just watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Um, so I can understand the temptation of going on to further your brand and get your name out there. Um, but I think that if you put yourself in that position, at least I certainly would, I would do the research. You know the backlash you're going to get. Yeah. Be ready for the backlash and don't attack the fans who feel like you're no longer standing up for them or their rights. Right. Do not but why, attack them. At the same time, why do we have to be accountable for everybody's feelings? You know what I mean? Like, I, like Monet went on her on her Instagram and she explained, you know, how s- stupid people were acting, basically. And, you know, it was just a, a birthday cake they were bringing out and it wasn't that fucking serious. And when you think about it, yeah... You know, some people were upset because you're supporting somebody that they feel don't support the gays and all that. And I just think that stop taking shit so fucking serious. I agree with that. But I think where it crossed the line was when they decided to present her with a RuPaul statue and make her an honorary Ru girl. 
Well, you know, oh, that, I didn't that know was, that. That was that's what, an issue. Well, girl, that they just were like, "What can we bring her that we already have?" That was one of their eliminated trophies. Probably. Yeah, sure. Okay, I didn't cool, know that. That's fine, but you have to sit there and think about how that is going to appear to the fan base. Yeah, and Ooh. also, what kind of message does that send to the the uh, bio queens out there? I always use the term bio queens, but. What does that that what does that send to the trans girls and to the bio queens who would give anything to be a part of RuPaul's Drag Race, and then all of a sudden, Megan McCain, who who's married to somebody who vehemently goes against their rights, mm-hmm. especially against transgendered rights, um, to present her with a trophy and make her an honorary member of the sisterhood that they want to be a part of. Like that's really a slap in the face. That's really shitty. That would I make me that. feel bad. I I I can understand both sides. They I think that the initial reaction was a knee jerk reaction, mm-hmm. and I think that Nina and Monet should have been prepared for people to come at them and not be happy. Right. I think that the initial knee jerk reaction maybe was a little overboard. But what set the fan base off was how flippant the two of them were in response to their concerns. I do agree with that. I, I definitely think that... They said Nina got a really bad something about it. Well, she tried to make a joke and be flippant. And that's what we do. I mean, we're drag queens. We try to be funny. We try to make a joke and move on. But you also have to realize that in such a delicate political climate like we're in right now, you have to make everybody feel heard if you want to be heard and understood as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before they will understand why you've done what you've done, you can't shut them down and make a joke and basically say your opinion is stupid and not valid. Right. And I think that was the misstep. That was the problem. And that's what blew it up into this big, over-the-top, outrageous bullshit. Well, I, what, what, is, what is odd to me is, and I don't know the whole story, I don't know the relationship, I haven't talked to either one of them about that, I'm not really close to either one to, to, mm-hmm. to reach out to ask them. I'm just going off of Reddit. Well, <laughs> well what, more so, I'm, I was a little like caught off guard with Nina being a part of it, because she's, so, she's very political, and she's very big about her brand being a role model, and and um, for the LGBT community. And so it was It was a little caught off guard that she even participated in that because I w- would never have seen that from her like that. Yeah. Well, she's got a Christmas album that just dropped yesterday. She's got, you know, a lot of things on the books, on the horizon, and she wants to make sure her products are selling. So I get it. Get out there. Put your name out there. Do your thing. Nobody's mad at you for that. Yeah. But you can't but, say yes to everything. Well, no. Let's but say that. If you do say yes to everything, Get ready then for the just backlash. be prepared for it. And when you've built your entire brand, and I hate using that word, but when you've built your entire brand about uh, around being a political advocate, and you do something that is blatantly political, or at least on the cusp of being blatantly political, um, you cannot be flippant when people who are your fans, that you have a mass because of your political outspokenness, you cannot be flippant with them and make it seem like their concerns are not a concern to you. Yeah, correct. And then expect them to still continue to support you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, um, that was deep. (laughs) That was great. I think that was a great... Sorry. (laughs) I think that was a great 
explanation. I'm going to uh, go with something a little bit more lighthearted. Well, maybe not lighthearted because you're very passionate about <laughs> oh, this. Oh, Lord. No, but see, I, I will also say I love them both and I understand why they did it and I probably would have gone on that show as well. But you also, just just be aware. Of I wouldn't family. have gone. You wouldn't have gone? Mm-mm. I just feel like I wouldn't have that's one of the tough, really, really I know good. they didn't get a check for it and I'm not speaking for them. This is my opinion. Um, I don't think they got a check for it and to me it was just way too touchy for for me to jump in that ring. Yeah, yeah. For, for, like, for nothing. Other I than... want the opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I'd be like, girl, it's the fucking view. Whoopee. All that. Oh, I want to be on the view. It's daytime. It's like prime time. Tell, whatever they call it. And yeah, I just would have been like, well, I, probably I gotta pass been the this opportunity. Like, I can't wait to wear the happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Now go fuck yourself or fuck your husband. Girl, too. you get home and your house is burnt down. No, ma'am. <laughs> I, I, I just would have been too many negatives to the pros of doing it that I yeah. would have just backed off and said, let me skip this one. Actually, you're right. I think you're right. I think the more I think about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. It's one of those, you know, we've all gotten a call where we're like, do we really want to do this? When I got this call for All-Stars, I told them no. I was like, no. I've already feel like I, I went out of myself on season five, and I don't know what they're going to push my buttons to go back onto All-Stars. So I was like, and I'm not going to do it. I know Ginger, you're the same way. You said no at first. And it was just kind of like, well, if you're supposed to be this new, not that's not how you really were, and you have an opportunity to go change it, go do it. And I said, okay. That's what made me go to All-Stars, but... Well, speaking of talking about you, Roxy, um, let's talk about, since we're all three pageant oh, girls, I want to talk a little bit about pageants. <laughs> you um, recently came out with a live feed. Was it on Facebook or Instagram? It was on Facebook. It was at the end of the night. And if you watched the live, which it's been, I think it was like 15,000 views or something. Oh, for, I watched it. Oh, for yes. an hour and a half almost live, I was like, I cannot believe all these people were watching it. It just started as one of my regular lives and it was the end of the night and I was just went on to say hi to, I thought I felt like I looked cute so i was like let me go on and play with the kids on facebook well girls something got me it was right after continental and you know i just competed finished sixth place after finding out the scores and whatnot and i didn't make the top five but i had such a good time but i felt like the reason i went back into pageantry which a lot of people pageant girls feel like when you've achieved they see drag race girls which is a big problem that we've achieved a goal and now we're at a higher pay grade and we should leave the pageant world to certain Girls who haven't been able to achieve what we've achieved. So right. why not give somebody else a chance? And it just so happens I'm a former Continental Plus. So now they're like, she's already got the crown. Give somebody else a chance. So either way, we always get a hard time at pageants. You both know that. Yeah. yeah. As it is if we want to jump back in the ring. So, um, yeah. So I just started the live. And, you know, I started calling some people cookie cutters because I felt that that's what they were looking for. And they expressed to us at Continental how much they want change and you know in contestants and the ratings and stuff like that and at the end of the day i felt like they didn't yeah oh you were way more you were way more vocal you were you weren't sugarcoating (laughs) which part are you talking about because it was very like that like that's what started the live off i was like you guys wanted this and preached this pad drag has evolved and pageantry is still in that certain lane back in the day for us pageantry before rupaul's drag race was the creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. Yeah. And, and it's also how you got bookings. Like if yeah, you, if you right. wanted to work across Or you wanted country. to make the good money, yeah. you you know, that $250 booking fee, you had to be a, a national pageant girl. Yep. Or more than $250. And I feel like now pageantry since RuPaul's Drag Race is looked at more as somebody who's predictable. They're uh-huh. always going to be pretty and they're always going to have a gown on. That's not fun. Right. We want fun. Which is kind of true. So... Drag has evolved, and I wanted to 
kind of stir things up and I felt like I did that, but I was not looked at. Sometimes I was looked crazy, basically. To them, they're like, oh, wait, that's way too outside of our box. You know, having my hair slicked back for gown. It was like, oh, where's the bouffant? Like, <laughs> but didn't you, didn't you say that you, you consulted with some of the judges or, or, or people that have judged pageants before to get their opinion on if they thought it was too extreme? Before they did. They it? told me they, that they didn't like my hair choice. They thought it was way too fashion forward. And they like, you know, the little, I call them croissants and, and, and ice cream whips and the little swirls that we all pageant girls have had on our heads. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, more people are wearing their hair down now, but they don't necessarily always win the category. You know, right. like they want those bucket hairdos. And I think that's just so dated. I well, also like a, a, a guy like you who has short hair. Correct. It's, it, you can't do that unless you do a full wig all the way around. And sometimes those look like, like literally football helmets. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it was that. And then having qualified judges. And I feel like these girls spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands. We have spent, yeah. thou- we can all buy a house. I'm telling you how much we've done in pageants. And, you know, there needs to be an outline yeah. of what you're looking for and stick to it. The judges have got to be qualified. And I don't feel like some of the judges were qualified to judge drag. What 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 about whoever you were talking about? What what? How, why were they not qualified? Well, one of the judges was uh, the person who made the trophy, oh. or designed the trophy, or whatnot. And it's so they like, got the gig because they sponsored something, or no? Because I, no, because I think it was just some another eye, like to give another opinion. And it's like, how are you going to give your opinion on that? Like, give me a dancer, give me a somebody that's an artist with with an with give art. me a hairstylist, give yeah. me a makeup artist, give me a drag yeah. queen, like. Give me somebody who has been to this pageant for 500 years and seen and is qualified. Don't give me somebody who made a trophy. And I, on the live, I said a curtain maker. Like, you can't tell somebody like that well, how I look in a gown when you don't know what, even what you're looking for. Right. They don't even know what they're looking at. Right. Right. And a point of pageantry it comes where do you feel like a pageant needs a certain kind of girl if that should have something to do with the judging? Yeah. Or is it just because one girl had a good night? Do you think that the girl? I didn't. I didn't get to watch her stuff. I just saw like bits and pieces mm-hmm. um, on Facebook. There is a uh, Facebook page called Arizona Drag uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, that always keeps up with pageants, and they post pictures and stuff like that. So if you are interested in pageants, go to Arizona Drag um, and on check Facebook. it out. Yeah, on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, so I kind of kept up with all of you through that, but I didn't get to see um, what the final the girl. That one, I didn't really love her gown, but do you think, do you you agree with with her placement? Do you think she should have won? She had, I feel like she had a great run. Mm -hmm. Do I necessarily feel like she did what it qualified to be in the top 12? Not so much. You don't even think she should have made top 12? Not off of what she presented prelim night. Wow, okay. Both of the top, two of the top three I didn't feel should have made the top five. Now, the other European girl. Oh, Mason, well, somebody you know, Mason. This is a this is a theory that I I was thinking of. I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I, Europe Europe is it Europe continental? Continental. They've been a, a promoter for several years now and never had a winner. Correct. And so I feel like they were like they probably had a conversation. If you don't give us a winner, we're not promoting for well, you. Well, now and they also own half of the baton now. Oh, oh yes. Not saying that that's any other reason of why it happened. It's just all kind of well, like, I'll you know it. when something happens. I'll say it. I nope. ain't never going to do a patch again, bitch. I'll say it. That sounds it shady. Just, it sounds funny. Like, everything lining up like that sounded a little funny. But, so, I don't feel like they should have made the 12, but they did. And when they made the 12, 
what they presented final night, I do believe that the winner should have been top five. And a lot of people took my live as, oh, she's bitter, she didn't win. No, not at all. I had a phenomenal time. I did what I wanted. I had a great time. I did. I presented what I wanted to present. I felt like the winner should have been the first runner-up. Who was that? Kina Jacobs from Las Vegas. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, well, if you look her up, I mean, I, I just felt like she presented the winning package and... You know, that that was just my winner. So, no, my live was not saying I'm a bitter bitch. And some people didn't watch the hour and a half, which I don't know if I would have watched the hour and a half. But I, if you do watch it, you see me say that. I said, no, I'm not bitter that I lost the pageant. Bitch, it's, I don't believe I won the pageant. But I do believe that somebody else did. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Well, you weren't even necessarily doing it. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to I was there to be you, you were there support for your, my mom yeah, for your on mom. her anniversary. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yep. But also, I think uh, a lot of people don't understand that as pageant girls, like, we love a pageant. Mm-hmm. We love competition. We love to see how things shake out. So even when we get eliminated and we don't win, we're still invested. Mm-hmm. We're still sitting there and watching and clocking every every hanging thread, every exposed zipper. We're still looking mm-hmm. at it. And we can tell you who the winner should be. Like Pageantry is gambling. We gamble all of our money and we put all our chips in. And we just want the respect to be a worthy contender. Right. And if you're telling us you're looking for a a, a Spanish girl to win, tell us. Tell us that that's what you're looking for. Because that's basically what I was drawing attention to. We spend so much money, give us all a chance. Yeah. If you're looking for something specific, say it and I'll save my money and stay home. Yeah, or, or you'll modify your package if you really want to win. You'll modify your package to as close to what they're looking for Correct. as possible. Yeah, I totally Correct. get it. I and totally that's all I was trying to say. And they, need a, they needed a handbook and in telling people those specific things. And um, you told me off of, um, away from this um, podcast that... Since, they are getting since, a handbook yeah, together. Yeah, you made that, that, yep. that live. And that's the thing. That's all I wanted. It was not me. It wasn't a bitching for... I mean, I did bitch for an hour and a half, but... It was basically to get noticed. Like sometimes you have to throw a tantrum for people to listen. And it was like it, uh, other systems have a handbook with rules and what they're looking for. And Continental has never had that. Right. And it was time for them to do it. Well, and now it they're working on it. sparked like outside of Continental. Now you have Buffet who just got crowned Entertainer of the Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's now doing like these whole big like sheep. Posts, not shit posts. Like these whole thing. I can't even talk right now. I'm so afraid. Um, she's doing these posts where she breaks down every single category in detail, in detail, and says, "This is what it takes to win, and this is what you need to do." She was well, the first person to write me after my life. Yeah. Yep. That's the that's an administrator. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that is what buffet. I've, I've known her for several years because of her competing at EOI. Um, and that is the type of administrator that you want on your side. You, that is a queen that you want to represent your title because mm-hmm. she's going to put in the work. And a lot of, a lot of these girls don't give two shits. They don't give two shits. But now I also heard at EOI, you're a former. Yeah. And now I heard that he says it's what you want for the year. He does say that. This is, this is my qualm with Entertainer of the Year Nationals is that, um, that, that's what you said is exactly right. If they, they want you to put in the work. So whatever you want to happen for your year, it's up to you, which I totally 
get to a certain degree, but you know, it's hard for one person to do everything and you and really it's hard. Need, you really need a whole team behind you. My year that I won, um we had like, I don't know, twenty one contestants. When I gave it up, we had forty three qualified contestants. That's crazy. Um not all of those showed up for nationals, right. but that was how many qualified at the prelims because I worked my ass off. Yeah. And and pageants need those type of people queens and administrators and it's it's unfortunate that a lot of girls they just want to compete they don't want to reign mm-hmm. well and there should be an infrastructure there with every national system especially one that's been around for forever like and none of them go to dragon no and they should they need yep. that representation they need to be connecting with a new fan base yeah I they said that in an interview and I one interview was like, why don't they have every system at DragCon for all these girls that maybe find themselves being a pageant girl and like the more pretty side of drag? Tell them what the hell that you're looking for in pageantry and yeah. in those systems, they would love to meet the reigning court. You know, every system should be at DragCon and buy a booth. I believe that wholeheartedly. With this, the, you know, pageant as as a whole has has diminished a lot. And that's why I, I'm, I bought Florida Entertainer of the Year to, to try to promote... Um, I'm really trying to help Buffet as much as possible because I know she's putting in the work and she's yeah. she's working hard. I really want the numbers to be back there with EOI. Would you ever do another pageant? Yes, I will go back to Continental Plus. Roxy, would you ever? As of now, no. But I know the competition spirit is always in me, so I would do something that's less invested. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like that's the one chapter of my life that I never really got close. You want on. that cookie? I do. I, she got so fucking close. And every year. She knows everything to do to get it, and she wants that. I, I was so close so many times, and I just feel like it's, I just need closure on it. Yeah. I'll never do another pageant. I, I don't have the drive to do it anymore. What I would love to do is, is continue. Sponsor. Yeah, continue to be behind the scenes um, to help sponsor. Um, I'll always be part of the like drag pageant community, but competing, is, I just don't have the passion for it anymore. Yep. Let's let's move on to another topic um, called drag tips. And just the tip. Just the tip. So um, I am lazy, and um, especially I've never claimed to be the best makeup artist in the world, and so <laughs> I will find any excuse and any avenue to do my makeup in thirty minutes or less, and. Um, because none of that's going to help my face anyway. It's, it is. <laughs> um, so um, I recently, not recent like as in like last week, but like a couple of months ago, Plastique turned me on to these lace brows. I've heard about them. I saw you use them. I I, like I want to see do, them. They're not as cool. I, I can I can I'll show you after this. I think Brooklyn was using them too. Brooklyn uses them too, and she got that from Plastique too. So. I don't like them as much as I like my brows that I draw on, but I am so particular with how I draw on my brows. Mm-hmm. It takes me literally the 30, longest. Th- yes, the longest. After okay. I do my brows, I'm done quick. But um, I've just recently started using these lace front brows because they're easy. It's li- how do you glue them on? With um, lace front glue, like a like a mastics. mastics like a mastix. And you just place them wherever you want them? Yeah. Well, what I do is I, I do one side at a time and I'll, I'll do the mastix like literally a huge glob because it dries clear. Okay. And then I'll start where I want it on the inner close to my nose and press that down and then shape it towards the, hmm. the towards my ear. Okay. And then I'll do the other one to match. How much do they cost? Um, It's like the ones that I've ordered is like $10, but you get like 
a couple in a pack, and you can reuse them several times. And like thickness, you can pick whichever kind of yeah, yeah. you like. They, they they sell the the specific ones that I've got. They only have one style, but okay. there are multiple styles. I would love to try that one day. You should. I blew my eyebrows down. So I mean, yeah. I would love to use. It's it's fun. It's different. It's easy. I'm yeah. lazy, so that's my drag tip. If you are lazy, Ginge, what mi- what what uh, trick do you have? I don't know if it's a trick necessarily, or just something but, to help. Um, I. I like Trinity. I am not known for my makeup. I'm not a makeup artist. I'm an artist who uses makeup. Um, so I'm always looking for ways to kind of camouflage some of my flaws. And the best thing that I have found lately, my, my savior and the thing that I love the most in drag is Electra Cosmetics Glitter Gel. Electra Cosmetics? Where do you get that? I got it at DragCon. Oh. Honestly. But you can get it from her, we'll find the link from her website. Um, she's based in Louisiana mm. and I believe, yeah, in New Orleans and it comes in every shape and shade and color and everything, but it's, um, it's aloe based. So you can put it right on top of your makeup. It does not remove your makeup. It doesn't smudge it. It dries clear. Mm. Um, it does not flake off into your eye. It doesn't flake off into Crack anything. and all that. And it comes right up. You know how like glitters is like glitters glitters are like the herpes of the drag world you know it never goes away yeah this comes right you have off. glitter right now on your face yeah but that's not electric glitter that was from a spray can from the dollar tree okay <laughs> spray can it's from just the one speck um you got me gal uh, oh. uh, it, it most of it at least will come off with a makeup like so i i love it and it, it literally I'll get the covers one thank you it's a sequence. Irid- iridescent sequence. That's cool. I definitely want to... I'm, I'm going to... Yeah, Electra. Electra what again? Electra Cosmetics. And this is the... It's the glitter gel that she makes. And is it cheap? Um, I... Lemonhead makes a, 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 a glitter too. It is the same kind of thing. Um, but you the, like Electra. The issue that I had with... Um, with Lemonheads is... Lemonhead? Yeah. Yeah, Lemonhead. Yeah. It's... Uh, the only issue that I have with it is that... It has so much large chunk glitter. Yes, it does. That I can't get it into the But they sell two different mind. ones. Oh, well, the only one that I had. Yeah, so this is the Electra right here. Um, oh, I have one of those. They sell yeah. it at Embellish. Oh, they do oh, yes, sell they it do sell They sell it at Embellish. Embellish really is a, 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 a drag, drag store makeup here. store in, in, in Orlando. Orlando. Uh, yeah, and they sell it now. I got one. But oh, it comes at, like, they have, like, the little grain glitter. And so does Lemonhead. They have the little okay. ones. Well, and they have the big ones are chunkier. And then the little ones are like more pixie dust kind of stuff. Yeah. So this one has a couple different sizes in the mix. Mm-hmm. And I can put it on my on the crease of my eye and all of that. I think my trick... So pretty. I love that. Yeah, that is really pretty. Um, my trick is just going to be a simple... A lot of people ask me how I keep my wig on and what glue. I've tried so many glues. For the longest time, I use spray adhesive for my lace fronts. And, um, cause I just, what? Yeah. Spray adhesive. Spray adhesive? So, you know, I take, do you wear a, a, okay, so my procedure of doing my wig on my head when I get, after I do my makeup, I get a pantyhoe, I wrap it around my head, Uh I get duct tape and I, it's kind of half, half, half the duct tape's on the pantyhoe, half the duct tape's on my hair and my skin. Right. Um, and then wherever I want my hairline and that's what I pin into. So the pin will go from the cap of the wig underneath the duct tape, which is what holds it on. If you're a boy and you have a buzz haircut or a fade, you know, you can't pin into anything. So I pin into the duct tape. Right. But what I would do is I would do the, the, the pantyhose, the duct tape, and then I would spray from ear to ear. I would spray, spray adhesive. How can you get that off your lace though? With alcohol. It really With the alcohol like and the duct tape, absolutely. Oh, it comes off easier than the glue I'm going to tell you guys. 
but with the spray adhesive, I felt like it it, it never dried. Is oh, that a right word? Oh, it never tacky. dried. Yeah. It always stays tacky. But in the so these are all tricks for you guys. If you want to continue to change your wigs in and out, like if you do like three performances or whatever, it's always going to be tacky. So you can change one wig, put the other lace on, and it's still tacky. Oh, so wow. you don't have to reapply. And then once it's on the lace, it's always tacky. Now, did you, you use the Elmer's spray? Yeah, the Elmer's. And the tacky one from Joanne's is called Tacky Spray. Because you know when Elmer's changed the formula, it became mm -hmm. like to sting a little bit. There's oh. two different Elmer's spray adhesives now. There's like a craft one, and then there's like an uh, industrial-ish one. for one. wigs. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's so there's two different ones. But it always stays tacky, so you don't always, I don't always clean my laces. I, I wear them like two or three times yeah. before I clean them with alcohol. But, um... The, you, the glue that I usually use is Mastix. Mastix is by Krylon. Yeah, it's by Krylon. It's called Mastix. I don't use the Mastix Spirit Gum. I just use Mastix FX. I think yeah, that's, that's what it is. Is, yeah. is this yeah. the one with the, the... I don't know if they're different, but I know one says Mastix Spirit Gum. And I know a lot of girls use Spirit Gum. But Spirit Gum, to me, takes too long to dry. So I don't know. Mine is Mastix I... P. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yes. the one. Okay. I find that it dries really quick. It gets tacky really quick. So what I do is I... It has like kind of like a nail polish little brush. Uh-huh. I put it from ear to ear. I, I then put the lace right on top of it really, really quick. So what I do is I put on the wig, back her up, and then put the glue on and then lift it and set it on top. Mm -hmm. And I like kind of like lift it up and down. And then Bianca always told us to use a pantyhose to tack it down. Yeah, I, I do that too. Well, um, <clears throat> one thing about the, that specific glue, I don't like it when it's a fresh container because I feel like it's way more Axel liquidy. doesn't yeah. either. He said he likes it to mix. Runny. He waits till half of it's gone and buys a new one and mixes it into the other one. So what I do is, somebody, I don't remember who it was, told me this trick, but if you leave the lid off of it while you're doing your makeup, it'll start to not solidify, but get thicker. Mm -hmm. oh. So it's not as runny. So um, Yeah, the first couple times, it's, it's all down. It's on your chest. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, 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 because it's so liquidy, it doesn't dry as and fast. And be very careful. How many, have you spilled yours completely? Um, Mine has fallen. I don't know how many times. Makeup. Scarlet and oh, Honolulu. Yeah. It, it will, be careful, because it's just a lid with a little fucking brush on it. <laughs> and it's something will knock it over, and it goes everywhere. everywhere. Uh -huh. And you can't get it out. No, you, oh no. You can, it, it lives there now. That's its home. It's like 15 or 18 $20, something like that for the glue. And you get a really good amount. But bitch, I have scraped it up for the card before. I'm <laughs> oh like, my gosh. because I'm on the road and I'm like, where am I going to find this? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's my favorite glue. I like the quick dry. But once again, after two or three wears, you get a toothbrush, a towel, and uh, alcohol. 91%, 99% if you get it on Amazon or eBay. But 99% alcohol and just rub that glue right off. Now, one thing, um, um, Trixie just did a makeup review or makeup tutorial with like beauty on a budget, like mm -hmm. drugstore brands. Um, I actually made a smart ass comment saying like, that's why our makeup looks like it does. <laughs> but I actually do use a lot of like off brand or cheap, considered cheaper brand makeups for certain different things. Yeah. Um, what are, what's one product that's like beauty on a budget that you have used? My favorite like? liquid liner is Milan. I don't know if they stopped making it because it's harder to find, but it's Milani waterproof liquid black liner. You can't get that. That's off. like lacquer, bitch. So <laughs> I do. It's shiny. <laughs> it's really shiny. So it's my favorite liquid. It's the topper to my black. Mm. So like I'll do all my black shadow and use a marker and stuff like that. And the last thing I do is when I put on my lashes is crisp that eyeliner line and then the, the cat eye part of the black i'll just do with that liquid liner mm -hmm. and it helps if your eyes teary-eyed or you know if you get teary-eyed a lot it dries and it's waterproof so yeah i actually um 
I'm in love with this clear gloss that I get from the beauty supply down the street. It's like 99 cents, and I usually buy a case every time they get a new one in. Really? Because it comes in every shade. It's like a clear version of every shade of lipstick, and it just lasts forever. It's so thick. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating for your right. house right now. I'm just saying, for 99 cents, it will stay on all night, and it looks like you just got done. That's sickening. Sucking the chrome off a hitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, so we're going to play a game. We're going to finish this up with a guessing game where the girls have uh, decided on a rubrol, and I'm going to ask questions to see if I can guess who it is. There's only one. There's only one. So they know who it is. I don't. And I have to guess by asking questions. So the first question is, uh, is this rubrol a winner? No. 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 Okay. Um... Let's see. Oh my goodness. Uh, is this is this girl a comedy queen? Not intentionally. <laughs> Not intentionally. Not intentionally. Yeah. But she's. But she's. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, did she get an evil edit? Like a like a like a like a villain edit? No. 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 Not at all. Uh, is she a big girl? Yes. Ish. Ish. I mean, yeah. She's a big girl. So she didn't win. She is a biggish girl. Basically, she's not skinny, just thicker or bigger. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, she's not a villain. Oh, um, just in real life. <laughs> oh my gosh, in real life. Is she? Oh, I'm sorry. Is she really? Is she a really popular Rue girl? Yes. yes. Oh goodness. Does does she wear a specific color hair all the time? She wears colorful hairs. Colorful hairs. Yeah, like not specific. Mostly on her back. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, is she a dancer? No. no. Hell, hell oh, no. God. You're getting good. She's though. barely a walker. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna get a tattoo. Oh wait, I think I know who this is. Oh. I think I know. Um, is it kimchi? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Oh, when Speaking you of kimchi, um, <laughs> she uh. Uh, we first put Leela McQueen. We'll do that another time. But I was like, let's do this one so we could talk about the, the drama with Southern and her canceling the gig. Oh my gosh. Okay. Really quickly. Go ahead, yeah. yeah, do it. Um, no, well, I, I'm the I'm the host MC at Southern. I'm like the house diva. And, you know, there were... I didn't really speak on this matter because Kimchi is my friend. I feel like Kimchi is a professional. And I feel like Kimchi is not somebody new to the, to the you know, traveling the country and being at her gigs and her meet and greets and whatnot. But it just so happened that this was my work and my friend at the same time. Um, she canceled over and over and over again. And, you know, it came out. Southern just had had it. It was five cancellations with two different bars. So it equal to 10 cancellations. Oh. Because when you cancel that one, you cancel that the second one. So it was two wow. different dates. So it was 10 cancellations. And they put out a flyer writing each time that she canceled. And the reasoning being why she canceled. And it was like what the bar said i don't know any of this but what they've told me and they said the first cancellation through her management was because it was too hot too in hot. florida girl the second cancellation was she didn't want to sweat in florida because it was a couple months later and then the third one was um that's really why she canceled yeah i actually have it right here uh the reasonings that they gave the bar which was not necessarily kim chi calling the bar i want to emphasize on that it was her management. Okay. Um, her, her agency. Uh, May 24th, the cancellation for that weekend was she was sick. Um, the 26th of July, which was a couple months later, she didn't want to sweat in Florida. And then in August, 
she still didn't want to sweat in Florida. October, October, uh, she was getting her teeth done. And then the last time that we gave her was November 15th and uh, no reason was given. So Kim Chi then rebuttaled to this poster that Southern Knights released. And uh, she said that she was changing agencies and that she had no idea of it. And that, um, I don't know, that basically saying like it wasn't her fault. Well, wouldn't you know if the bar is tagging you in advertisements? I guess, and it was to the point where I guess she didn't agree with the booking fee or something like that. She didn't. She didn't agree. She didn't agree. But that's. But they had already confirmed it, right? So was that's where it gets when fishy. She was still with Neverland. Yes. Okay. And then she went over to Brandon Boss. Yeah. And that's when mm. she was like, she didn't know about it. It was just a lot of back and forth. And I, like I said, I know, I know Kim is a very professional yeah. entertainer. Well, so you, you just said I, I didn't know about the 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 Neverland thing, and you just said the wrong word because they're they're, they're trash. Like correct. So that's why I I looked at Southern and I was like, are we sure that you guys want to do something like that? Because we don't know. But I think that what I would have done in Kim Kim Chi's uh, position was. Just get on a plane and come do a oh, show. Oh, girl, for sure. Like I no, think no. that rectify the situation because if she is not at fault, if I was not at fault, I would definitely jump on a plane, mm-hmm. say, call them personally and say, I'm going to come do, whether it's a free show or whatever the booking fee you agreed on, I'm going to come and do the show and give my fans what they were waiting for. Yeah. So um, I think that that needs to be rectified. Yeah, absolutely. On Kim's part. And that's the only thing that I... Because I think she's a great person and she would do something like that. Yeah, even if it's not your fault, it's your name and, and that somebody being, on your behalf mm-hmm. um, agreed to do this and, and you need to make time to figure it out. And that being my home bar, I know how, how the fans were so happy to see her. So they just kept getting upset when you know it was getting canceled. Well, that concludes this podcast <laughs> for today. This has been a very dramatic oh, first yes. episode. I hope you guys stay tuned for more and keep a lookout for more stuff going to happen. There's going to be way more drama uh, to come. So thanks for listening. Thank um, you guys. Yeah, thanks so much. And send all your hate mail somewhere else. <laughs> and if you know, if you don't have anything good to say, you can come sit by us. <laughs> and give your opinion. Yes. <laughs> Work. Work. Have Work. fun. Bye. Bye. She's working.